0: Cox. He can go on the number third, 200 centimeters. You can't do that. Got the Perkins. Threw a bit of traffic, oh. The right foot. That is just class. It bounces the way of Jones. This is extreme. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club.
1: My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. It's a Monday night. It's uh, two days after a not so great game. Let's be honest. Uh, so that was disappointing.
0: Is that, my the word I'd use?
1: Yeah, that's that was a, a definite two step back kind of feel to the game. Yep, actually felt like really round one to ten. If I'm being honest, yeah, it did, yeah, uh, and you know, I think the frustration with fans is that we saw that effort um, get come back again, where the, the lack of the I to say. say yeah, lack of, uh, it came back, and uh, and they got rightfully torched by uh, a club that had been under the microscope all week, and you know, Mark McVeigh, the head coach, kind of gave it to the players. It was pretty obvious uh, during the week that. Um, GTA West were going to come out very angry and even as the, before the sign went, they, they already targeted some of our players and they went after Stringer and, and um, yeah, they, they made their intentions clear and, and, and we kind of rolled out just like it was a very standard regular game that we kind of almost looked like we are going through the motions a bit. Uh, so really disappointing game and outcome comprehensively beaten in the stats. So we only really... Players
0: that didn't deserve to, like, that have never had... Like, Jesse Hogan got hold of us and, and people yeah. like that. And it's, it's... When Scott and I, at the beginning of the... At the Before the game, we were saying to each other, look, GWS... Actually, Scotty said it to me. He goes, GWS has got a lot of names on paper. They do have some names who are quite capable footballers, like Lockie Whitfield and those guys, and Jesse Hogan was a number Kelly one and- pick, and Kelly and, and yeah, all those guys, heaps. right? Oh, I can't believe I copped again. But um, we, we should have been able to handle them. Like, we should have been able to handle those guys, I think. Uh, we we just disappointingly didn't match their effort. We knew they were going to come out. We knew Spike and Hurdy were going to give them an absolute C um, and 2. Yep. Um, Spike said it himself, right? He said that he's given them a C and 2 and that they're going to come out on fire. And I don't understand why we are such a first bad first quarter team. I, I just don't understand it right like you you've you're, you've made your way up there it's just your coach has given you your rev up at the beginning of a game you burst out onto the field it's when you have the most energy in a game and they they just they don't match the team's energy in the in the first quarter it's just it's amazing to me so really disappointing game with regards to effort two to three steps backwards um and there has been a lot of uh of negativity with regards to the to the performance um this week and i I agree with it i just i just think as much as little grantos was starting to get used to the players playing a certain way and our game style changing and, and progressing bang three very large steps back to show you that our good is better than average and our bad is one of the worst in the comp
1: yeah, it's, we just haven't, like, we haven't travelled well also this year. Like, um, the SCG game was obviously, you know, one of the worst you'd ever want to see. Um, I actually even thought the Brisbane game was a really low standard of football game yeah, from absolutely. both sides. Yeah. And it felt like, you know, I felt like we played a little bit like GWS, just Lions just play you know, had with nine or ten guys out, just had no sync at all. And they were so bad that we ended up just winning. Um, but then traveling up to GWS, and and I mean, I know we went to Perth and we lost against the Eagles there. GWS, we looked flat again. Um, I've really liked them to address how they travel. Uh, it was it was looking okay for a little while over the last couple of years, but it's been really poor this year. They've come out flat nearly every game. So yeah, um, yeah it's just disappointing. Uh, you, you've got to you know, it felt like. You've got to give it to the players and the coach a bit this week. Yeah, you know you can't have a team come out that flat. Uh, I just thought McVay and Hurdy and and Solo just out coached completely. <laughs> they, they
0: did actually, yeah.
1: Uh, they 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 put a man on Merritt, Perryman on Merritt. Then they put a defensive forward on on Redmond, shut him out. Then they, they then they they had they uh, put some work into Hindy. Um, they had um, oh what's the guy's name? Sorry, um, the the ex forward who went f- back to. F- Hack McHackville, Himmel- um, Himmelberg, Himmelberg, yeah, Himmelberg went to string and shut him out the game. He did rather. Uh, so, that, but they had really good matchups. They addressed our strengths and our game winners, and they completely shut him out of the game, and and we just had no counter. So with with Shield and 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 Caldwell out, our lack of depth in the midfield showed up big time. Uh, Perkins coming back from injury, just hasn't clicked yet, and you know we're we're trying to get more out of Snelling. He's just Completely out of form, so yeah, we just didn't have anyone to rotate through the midfield to help us out. So um, um, to, to put a to
0: put a, a reasonable stat on it, um, of the top eleven rated footballers on AFL's website, top eleven rated for disposals, um, Essendon had two.
1: <laughs> yeah, we well, just didn't get the ball. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, we we had two. We had Darcy Parish at number two behind Lockie Whitfield. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, um, uh, sorry, I tell a lie. In the top twelve, we had two. Right. So, in the top ten, if you want to go with the top ten, top ten footballers on the ground in, in terms of disposals, um, there was one.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, there's a couple of damning stats. One is we only had 38 inside fifties. Now that is nowhere near enough. Um, that's that tells you how dominant Genoa were and how little the ball we got. Yeah. But I, I then you got the sixteen to one tackles inside fifty, Judo Judoers way. They their small forwards worked a lot harder um, to retain possession. Even their, their natural forwards worked really hard. We just didn't get that. We didn't get any performance out of Harry Jones. He's he's really really struggling. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's uh, it was wasn't a great game. And and Josh Marnie even after the game uh, mentioned that. Uh, I don't know if he got the clearance from the coach to say this, but he kind of just said, "Well, you know, there's going to be some changes, and we'll look at the vehicle." Oh, okay. Him. So, all uh, right, that's interesting. That sounded like a coaching group that wasn't impressed uh, with because, uh, yeah, so. Um, and yes, yeah, so always with those games, you, just, you always feel like there's about 10 changes you could make. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Realistically, there would probably be two or three. So, uh, But even like, I mean, look at this, this
0: glut in, for the want of a better word, but I like that word. Um, glut of Essendon footballers between 12 possessions and sort of 15 at Mason Redmond. There's McGrath, Hobbs, Snelling, Heppel, Stringer, Kelly, Wright and Perkins. And Stewart at 10. Now, that, that many players only getting 10 touches of the ball, you, you can't win. And it's it just, I, I look at that and just, I, I, I lament the fact that there's over four quarters, there's no uptick in the effort when it's required. Yeah. If you've come out slower to, in the first quarter or you've, you go, well, that, that, that was another crap first quarter, so let's see if we can fix that. So then you come out in the second quarter and you should be breathing fire. Yeah. Like there should be that uptick in, even if the coach goes, stick to the plan, um, stay on target, stay on target, but uptick in effort and lift and run and energy because you've just had your rear handed to you in a, another first quarter. Surely you'd be breathing fire and 10 possessions and 12 and 13 possessions and that shouldn't be your four quarter total.
1: No. Uh, and just back to Josh Money, he, he said that, in at half time he said coming into half time they had they had about 12 tackles in a really small amount of time like in about 10 minutes and it got them right into the game um, and so truck and the coaches kind of point that out said well you know what's happened how we've got back into the game you've upped your pressure yeah and they've turned it over and now we're generating scores so I don't think they were really impressed at all that they came out after half time and then did the opposite. Yeah. Which is really strange. You go I you it. I genuinely don't you, get it. You've, I, I yeah, you've get got that. you've you finally found you go, well this is what happens, and yeah. this is, the good things happen when you do this.
0: And they'd stand they'd they'd have all the stats there to go, look guys, here here's the here's the contrast. This versus this. Yeah. If you keep doing it,
1: <laughs> two we ta- beat this time. Two tackles team. in the first half of the quarter, 12 in the second half. And, and look, look what happened. Look what happened. So, yeah. uh, and you know, half the side uh, literally half the side had one tackle or less. So you can't. That's just, that, again, how, am I right? Because I keep saying this in my head, and I don't, I, I say it
0: on the pod as well. And for all that, that want to remind me of that, go nuts. Um, but am I right, in your humble Essendon opinion, <laughs> to say that things like tackles and stuff like that, the majority of that symptom, the symptom is, sorry, the, the illness is one tackle, right? that comes from a symptom being a lack of effort.
1: I think I, I think it was very evident. Yeah. 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 I mean, so yeah. you can
0: put it down to that damning thing that not a lot of footballers would like to have said about them that in this particular case there just wasn't sufficient effort put in place.
1: Yeah, I, I it did feel like a little bit going through the motions this yeah, this week.
0: I, I hate that. I real that's that gets on my nerves.
1: Uh, that just yeah, that's just what it comes down to. Because when they're got high energy and effort, that they, they they create their own run. Then so they you know they've they've become a team in the last eight weeks that shows you. Sure, when they're up and about and have high pressure and, mm. they're, and they're tackling well, they're a very good side that's very hard to beat. And they get and that's confidence. Good, that's good news. Yeah. But the other half to that is they don't have consistency on how they approach that uh some might say well eight weeks in a row they were starting to show it true um but you don't want you don't want to go from that good to that bad overnight either no, so you, you the- want you want you understand not every time you can be manic i get that yeah. but you don't want it to go to the other extreme and and you know we've beat, we've lost to west coast the second worst side we've lost to you know, uh, GWS, who's third last. And you. so you don't want that breakdown of, of standards. You want the good teams, you know, you see the Geelong, you see these guys, they just do it every week in, week out. They don't know any they other way. They understand
0: what consistency is. And yeah. like,
1: like I said at the beginning, our, our
0: good is better than average, right? But And that's a good thing, right? Because that's that's heading in the right direction as, a, as an offensive team. When we're good, we're not just sort of – average. We're better than average. We're, we're quite good. We have weapons. We have righty. Yeah. We have stringer. We have all of those weapons that we do have. Someone like Jonesy when he's on fire, Snell when he's on fire. We have weapons. So our offensive and our forward moving game looks great every now and then, right? But our bad, and that is what we saw on the weekend, our bad is one of the worst in the comp. <laughs> it it is. really is. And, and that's
1: the difference. you got to you got to close it. that gap considerably because you're right. For about seven weeks, we averaged Pretty much 100 points a Absolutely. game. exactly right. And, you know, you can't ignore that either. Like when people go, oh, there's clubs – I know after the loss, everyone went nuts and you go, but you still got to factor in what you have seen the seven weeks before that. Yeah. And you go, well, no, the, this club can be very, very competitive in this competition and it's a young side. So if that standard keeps going up and their ability keeps going up and they get developed more um, – then yeah, they should compete really well in the future. But yeah. you've got to have that standard set in stone, and and it, and it you know it will come back to the the argument that's consistent on social media, and it's a fair argument that do we have the on field and may some may say off field, but do we have the on field leadership at the moment okay. to to have the rest of the team interesting? You say this be right? accountable. Uh, I w- in the coach's message,
0: a friend of mine, I would like you to define for me what on-field leadership looks like. what What are the what are the elements of on-field leadership, and then why? Where is it lacking in the Essendon side? Right, what does on-field leadership look like to you? Do?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one because Without giving the a lot of the example. leadership, probably for me, <laughs> I I I think it's a worthy point because when the game starts. Um, your on-field leadership is is minimized to what you can do off-field i think because you're playing the natural game like you're concentrating so, on your own so game so yeah. i guess you're you're accountable to your performance going in hard you have to represent in going in you know selfless going in hard at the yeah. contest um uh, obviously there's things like just being a, a a big voice on the ground setting up structures making sure the the coaches messaging and standards are set and correcting them if they're not I still think a lot of the stuff is maybe the lead up to a game and during the week because I, I you know it just doesn't I don't know it just doesn't feel like uh, and I'm not put and I honestly say this I'm not putting it all on Heps because I don't think that des- I don't think that's deserved um, I, I think you still have to put it on I mean, this is me. So, yeah, yeah. I, Jake Stringer's is twenty-eight years old. Now he burned, he burned uh, Nick Martin by far. Yeah, you know, it was it was halfway through the last quarter. The game was semi up to grabs. We weren't playing well. Uh, he's on the boundary line. He has a clear pass to Nick Martin in a much better position. He went for the glory and tried to go around the boundary line and ended up being a point and a nothing play
0: thusly the reason why Jake Stringer isn't in the leadership team. Yes. Right? So you can't expect leadership from him. And leadership like that, I, I don't think I, – I think you can ex- – actually, somebody rephrase that. I think you can expect that from Jake Stringer, right? Because that's just – it doesn't matter. That's not leadership. That's just good football. right? That's just kicking it to a bloke that's in a better position than you, right? But I, I, I wouldn't I – I'd would be very hesitant to mention Jake Stringer and leadership in the same – I'm trying to think
1: – well, the, the argument is that Eston are not an old group, right? So I reason why bring him up – And because there's not many guys over 27 years old at the club. Yeah, I agree. So Dylan Shields one of them. I think Dylan's changed a lot since the Sydney game. But we have a captain and a vice
0: captain, right? So the the point I'm trying to make, without sort of harping on the thing, the point I'm trying to make is I've had a lot of conversations on the Facebook page recently and a lot of discussions with people when they go, where's our on-field general? Where's our bloody leadership on the ground? There's no on-field leadership. Uh, uh, Hodgie could do it at Hawthorne and blah, 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 blah. You gotta tell me. Someone needs to tell me, and please tell us in the in the comments on Facebook if you if you want to jump on the Facebook page and tell me what does on field leadership mean, right? Because if you're talking about the captain, that's the leader, right of mm-hmm. the of the team. He's standing in the middle of a hundred and seventy odd meter long and a hundred and forty odd meter wide football field, right? He can't be everywhere, and he can't set the whatever
1: no, st- yeah. set the standards up, You right? need you need realistically you need three to five leaders on the exactly ground. right all yeah. saying the same
0: message so the other point is is that Heps shouldn't have to be reminding professional footballers even if they are young right especially when again I, I said not to it's use definitely that example, not on effort yeah. but it, it shouldn't be on effort right? he shouldn't have to be revving his footballers up out on a football field at some point Hepps needs to get... I don't know if Hepps speaks before the game um, with the coach and and revs the boys up. I don't know. He probably has a chat to him in the race or before he goes out and he does what he does and he gives him a pat on the bum and and fires him up. But I just want to know the leadership piece on the field because we've had examples where um, the effort this week wasn't there. How can a lead how can a leader, and I know people will say, oh a leader will um, demonstrate how that's done by running through a player or giving an inspirational tackle or something along those lines. Okay, great, but Heps can't do that every single play, right? He, he, he can't do it every single play. And Zach again, they, they, he's busy being a midfielder and getting uh, attempting to get a heap of touches. So I just I want to know, what leadership looks like because on the field, because it's 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 much easier said than done. For the Hawthorne, uh sorry the Hawthorne, the Collingwood example, perfect example. That is a dictionary example of where two leaders at our club did not do, were not thinking like leaders should. And that is, um, if Jonesy kicks it, great, but what if he doesn't? Right? Are the rest of my boys in position here? When he's got an ability to influence a lot of players quickly, because it's nice and quiet or quietish and he could tell, hey, 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 look at what's his face out the back there? Go man him up or something like that. But in a situation like that where it's a rolling game of football, they've had half time, the, the captain's probably said, Boys, can we lift here, please? Right? Can we can we get ourselves into gear and lift? Apart from that, what else is he supposed to do?
1: well I mean you, you kind of mentioned the things yet that you you want a captain to do you, you being a voice and encouraging to lift and but yeah you're right that's it's, the it's I, still the responsibility of the other yeah. players
0: that's um, where I think the, the players are a, are a lot to do with the problem here like we're not we're not talking about like truck I, I I've I will put my hand well and truly up as fast as I can saying at the beginning of this year, truck look i was looking directly at truck right because he either was coaching incorrectly the wrong thing the play or the players weren't responding to him it was a coaching issue right so that's that's fine we, we've addressed that but it's it's what is at what point can can heps go look mate am i am i nick nick hodge no sorry uh, uh hodgie no am i pendles probably not my coaching uh, methodology is to get around the boys, is to um, to make them uh, feel like they're having a, a reasonable game or they're, they're um, they feel good. I give them a pat on the bum. I give them a boys, let's go and get it. He's not a berate somebody on a football field, and is that what we want anymore? Is that nineteen eighties football?
1: Yeah, the berating on the footy field, I, I don't buy. I, I would love to know or the rev up. I would love to know. Um. Say, like, the, the string of play that I mentioned. I would love to know if any player addresses that with Jake after the game or they'd leave it to the coaches. Because uh, I think sometimes when you go leadership, sometimes it has to come from your peers. Yeah. And actually say, actually, mate, you know, this t- club's –
0: They would be well within their rights, wouldn't they? Yeah. To for say, Jake for, – for Zach and say Dyson. Jake,
1: and because uh, uh, I've had this argument uh, – you know, I, I made a post on our Facebook about Stringer and, and I really got some kickback. And no, that's fair. That's all opinions. Um, if you get a life and all that sort of stuff, was probably not. not but, um, but 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 I, I, I made the argument, I understand Jake is a game winner and I understand if he has some space and he's 40 metres out, I have no problem with, with him having the go-ahead to try and kick a goal. And my, in many occasions, I'm just saying there's on some occasions, like the, if you want to go back to the Collingwood game, where he had three guys around him, and in close, he had merit for an easy handball 30 yards out. Remember that game was tense and we were trying to kill it. He went to take on three guys and do the fend off and got holding the ball. That's what I'm saying. It's if the if the play has a percentage of less than ten percent chance of working. And Jake I'm knows. Sorry. Jake knows that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. There's times where you go, where you go. Yep. On some occasions, we'll back your brilliance in. You know, he has a shot from forty five, a set shot from forty five, and he's five minutes in the boundary line. Take a shot. He gets twenty or thirty yeah. percent more
0: than yeah. any other footballer. I've on the no,
1: field. I've no issue with that. So I'm not trying to say that. There's some plays that he does that are just ridiculous that the odds are so low that you cannot have an acceptance that he should be going for that hero kind of play. There's, you know, you know, Collingwood game is, you know, that's a big moment in the last quarter. If he hands off to Merritt and Merritt's 30 yards out, it's more likely going through for a goal. Um, If he – if if the game against GWS where he was circled by two guys on the boundary line, there was no way he was going to get a shot on goal that was going to be remotely a more than fifteen yeah, yeah, percent chance. I agree. Um, so and he had Nick Martin clearly thirty five out on a on, you know pretty decent angle again, that he would kick it.
0: Jake is well and truly capable of screwing that ball around and hitting Jake on the chest.
1: Oh, you, like you, I did the stop play right, so you could see he was by far. It was not a hard kick, even, and he, he was looking at him. Yeah, so he's chosen to ignore it. That's the package, and that's and package. so that's where I go. Do players are our players got the confidence enough to? Wow, sorry, I just—I was playing with my phone just then, and uh, something came on the phone. Apologies, everybody. Are the wow, players? Yeah, confident and and have enough belief that they can hold older guys accountable. Like, if they, I know he's twenty-eight, but yeah. can Andy McGrath, 24, 25, go? Hey, Jake, no, that's not on. Um, and then- that's that's where the the that's where I I sometimes say on-field leadership, but I'm meaning the whole. The whole experience. Yeah. So I'm talking about after the game, if I'm Heps, I don't do the pat on the bum, hey, no. I am sorry. Hey, Jake. No, nah, we're not we're not doing that. I, yeah. Like you're a great player. We want you to play. Nah. We want you to express yourself. But there's sometimes, mate, that's just team rules are team rules. When a
0: when a really obvious like if he's looking and going, I can't see anybody in particular, he is the best person to take that shot, right? In the entire team, he's the best person to take the shot. But that shot was ten percent. Right. if he kicked that, it's close to goal of the year from that distance on the boundary line. Right, so I agree with you. Um, I just want everybody to understand. I think when it comes to to that's, leadership, that's yeah, yeah. Scott's showing me a photo <laughs> right now of where he was. Like he's a half a step from the boundary line. Where's the fifty? So he's at forty. It was about two. Is about thirty-five out. Thirty-five. Yeah, boundary. And show us the photo again. There's two, three footballers holding their hands up in the air, going right here, Jake. And
1: No, they had to go at him afterwards, but I want to know what happens after the game. Yeah,
0: so I, th- I think everybody, when when it comes down to, to thinking about and complaining about leadership on field leadership, don't, don't just name Dyson, right? Don't just name. It's not just Dyson's job. At some stage, he has to let professional athletes be professional athletes. Right? and either make mistakes or learn from them. Um, he can't be everywhere at once. He can't be the, the general that apparently Hodgie was, at, that, that no other footballer in the history of the AFL has
1: ever done. Um, but, it, but I will say this, and not to put down Heps because I love him, but he also can't be the be nice to everything moment as well. I mean, that was, you yeah, mean Goddard, again, Goddard was very clear when he said, I like Heps, but he's a bit too nice all the time. But for Goddard.
0: Goddard's a demon. Like yeah, he but, was, he was but harsh. I
1: think that's. I still think we see that in our team. You know, this is it is a captain and a team, and we don't see. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. But I, and I think, but I mean, would TD have, have teed off on people?
1: Very hard, different era. because uh, well, well, we, it's, it's hard as nails in the eighties, mate. There's no,
0: there's no Gen Y, Gen oh, well, whatever. Yeah,
1: I mean, he had leaders coming out oh, from New Zealand. My, yeah, and yeah, that. that's exactly right. Yeah, but,
0: so. um, but. I guess what the, the thing that the point I'm trying to make is that just don't just look at Heps right? Off the field, we have no idea what he does, right? We've no. seen the game in Sydney where he stood up and gave an incredibly inspirational chat, oh, uh, if talk. It's and encourage, if you want encouragement, he's probably the best in the AFL. But the other thing about, and we'll both know this working in corporate environments, good leaders don't do it on the field in front of other people. No. Right? No. If they want to tee off on you, they will take you aside and do it privately.
1: That's what I'd love to know. You know, and that's, you, you, you can, you are I'm only speaking naive. I'd love to, I'm just yeah, saying generally, I, I, I would love, love to know, to know well. what happens after yeah. the game. How do they do the videotape? How do they correct it? Yeah. You know, when they, the, the week, even though he didn't get it, but the week when they, Shield got omitted and the week where Kelly got omitted, what did they say? You know, how would that come about? Um, that's
0: one of, wouldn't that just be? you'd love to be a fly on the wall mate yeah a, so, a fly on the wall um yeah so but sorry to 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 finish again to finish my whole point on this process um I would like to see and, I'm, and i I'm almost sort of miscalculating myself here uh, people say well there's no visible leadership he's not getting anybody's face he's not being in general if I'm fifteen percent honest I would like to see more on field discussions because sure, Heps might be playing on a forward flank um and somebody down back might make a mistake. Heps might be on a wing and it might be Snelling that's there. Uh, they're gonna be close to each other at some stage. Mm. Right? So I think I would like to see Heps either pull him aside, put an arm around his neck nice and tight, and go, listen here, midget. We don't that's not what we do. Or walk up to Jake on the field and say, That's not what we do. It's from a fan's point of view, it's frustrating because we don't know what Heps does behind <laughs> um, closed doors. And he may come out when he retires, write a book and go, yeah, mate, <laughs> I deliberately took him behind closed doors and told him what was going to happen and what wasn't going to happen. Right. I didn't do it on a, on a field. I don't want the players feeling embarrassed and, and that sort of stuff on a field. We don't know if that happens or not.
1: No. Well, and I guess it's coming back to the whole original point. Uh, it's, you know, when you look at the Melbournes, and, and I would say Collingwood. Collingwood's the fourth oldest list in the... Yeah. yeah. So uh, they, they get this vibe of, like, they're the new upcoming team. They're the fourth oldest yeah. list. Yeah. They've actually got a lot of old players that they're going to have yeah. to address in a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you see you see that kind of eight to ten-man leadership with Melbourne and yeah. and, and, uh, and Collingwood, and especially Geelong, where you are probably because yeah, 15. Yeah. Uh, so we're not there yet. We will, we'll you know hopefully the 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 merits and the maggra the and Langfords and you know start and the- to learn start to get better standards um I think they've got it within them uh but I still think we're a couple of a couple of years short and and again it's it's a
0: it's a truck thing as well truck if if heps isn't gonna if he hasn't got a spray in him right if he's not doing things behind closed doors and he hasn't got a spray in him every now that at male professional athletes in team sports, it is my my humble, useless opinion <laughs> that male athletes, they need a rev up every now and then because mm. some of them can start to drink their own bath water, right? Yeah. They might get a little ahead of themselves and think potentially that it doesn't smell, right? So every now and then, you just need to bring these people back to, this is this blue collar thing that i told everybody about you need to head down you need to bum up jakey you are the package my boy you are freakishly talented but that was a kick that grantos could have made right my chunky rear end could have kicked that to um nick martin to nick martin easily right and that's see that's the stuff that 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 hurts because nick martin from that distance um would have kicked that i reckon nine times out of ten and then you never know where we end up. So I, I agree with you. I think there's –
1: And I think the truck part is, as we get, we'll go to a break, but yeah. uh, I think the truck part is a good comment because I think with how young we are and our leadership is you actually do need a strong coach. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's, yeah. that, that's probably his part of his development because yep. I think he'll have to have a big review at the end of the year as well. Uh, and, you know, I know they're doing an internal review, but I think part of it will have to come – we actually need a strong voice. Um because uh, yeah, we need a we need that kind of strength coming. And I, I like I don't know what happens behind the scenes. I don't sense it when it. when no, I, I don't. any no. his press conferences, no. I, I, it seems a very. Yeah. You know, and even when they've done behind the scenes footage before a game or something, I go still. He's quite mild and quite. Yeah. um So. He's not a rev up kind of guy. But But boy. it also
0: depends on the players you've got. And they, they probably do. Like, man, I've been involved in some, I've worked in so many jobs where they've done that psychometric testing BS, right? Where you're an introverted, extroverted yeah, yeah. D with a C and all this kind of crap all right. They probably have done that with the footballers. And they're 20 years old. Some of them are 19, some of them are 18 years old. Right, they're eighteen. They're playing professional sport. They've got a, a acclimatized to training three days a week, playing once a week. They've got to do all these sort of things. And the, the the sports psychologist would probably say something along the lines of, "No, no, 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 no! Don't tee off on Ben Hobbs. He's an introverted." 18 year old professional sports athlete who's learning his place in this team don't do it because you could break him so there's probably a million things going on but I still think yeah I I agree with you if if we need a rev up and potentially it's not in Hep's wheelhouse to do or Zach's or McGrath's then that's when the coach can jump in so we'll go to a quick break we'll come back after the break and uh, we'll run through some stats and the like man there could have been more more than that that they were shut off pretty quick sorry the beastie boys I love that one uh welcome back to the lunchtime catch-up podcast now then um to head through the the stats of the players now
1: <laughs> well, you t- the, again as this, one, I I know I, I'm not trying to shut you down but what are you going to say like I know I've got I've got a couple of players that I'd like to mention yeah Sam Durham I think competed as hard as anyone on the yep. ground um I actually thought you know, I know Elijah Holland's got rising stars tonight. I actually thought he deserved it because he's consistently getting these 20, yeah. 23 possession yeah. games. And Elijah Holland's just, just started with GW, oh, Sorry, Gold Coast from injury. And I just felt like weight of numbers should probably get you want Sam Durham a bit of love.
0: You want a bit of uh, um, conspiracy theory? What? We've had the most of any AFL team. <laughs> I don't know that they could give us another one, if so, I'm 100% honest. I
1: know. He was just He's just... Yeah, he's playing really well, and I, 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 you know, he's a very honest, hardworking. He, he really put in, um, so I really, really uh, appreciated his game. So um.
0: BZT for me, BZT again. Um, the the progression of this kid week to week, the consistency of this kid week to week now. Um, BZT's hands,
1: his best marking I've seen
0: him he's, ever,
1: mate. He's he's
0: taking some, not normal sort of standard grabs, man. He's like, he's going up against guys and he's off balance and you would forgive his hands from not getting completely around the ball. But he's a one grab marking guy at the moment if he gets yep. anywhere near it. And I heard a really good um, uh, stat. of I forget where I heard it from. It might have been from you even. Um, the reason why uh, Jimmy Stewart is playing forward at the moment is because of BZT. Yeah. Like he's he, there's literally no other spot for him because yeah. BZT
1: just took his spot, and he's playing better than Jimmy was at that stage. Absolutely, start. man! So like,
0: and we, we haven't we've yet to be interesting though on a if we chuck him on a Charlie Dixon or a or a monster of some description, right? He might get a bit thrown around a bit the BZT, but. Um, B- BZT for mine, what a find! Like it, this is that this is the frustrating part about this bloody club is that we've got Nick Martin, Sam Durham, we've picked up Massimo, who's another great get. BZT's taken leaps and bounds. Mm. Um, uh, Parish is is kicking into gear, but he's been injured a fair bit. We've got all these young, good footballers that the the biggest of the big red fire engines has found, and you'd figure that we'd be progressing because we've got all these new young talented blokes Durham. And then we've still got the ability to fall back three steps like we just did.
1: Well, I mean, it is – I'm going to give him an out, but I shouldn't. But it is it is a common thing with a young – very young group to have – Inconsistency. Inconsistency yeah, 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 of, of very up and very down. Um, they've just got to work on quickly getting that under order. Yeah. Look, outside of that, you know – there's a guy who's now fourth on our goal kicking, Mac Guelphie. So he's having That's
0: amazing.
1: So uh yeah, I never thought you'd have if you said who are the top four goal kickers and someone said Mac Guelphie this year, I would have probably gone, What? uh um, laughed at you, yeah. Uh but look, he's just had a sensational year and um one of the few players that aren't signed yet for next year. So uh Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I would suggest as a manager there. Uh-huh. Who's That's holding out for West Coast <laughs> to see how much money they've got to spend now? Kennedy maybe play the field a bit because he has every right to to ask for maybe 100k more.
0: Oh, he's a I don't. He's not an improved footballer. He's a completely different footballer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kicked 17 goals, so it's and as a as a as a club, you'd be
0: thinking right. Everybody knows that they should know their job, right? They they should mm. know what they're in the side for. Um, and Peter again, someone like Peter Wright, just kick goals. Righty, that's all you got to do, mate. Take marks, kick goals. Um, But for Guelph, he's got a very specific task to Mm. perform, right? He's he's defensive pressure. He's urgency. He's keeping the ball inside 50. But then he's just peeling off for goals as well because there's no way they went to Guelph and said, all right, Guelph, we want a minimum of (laughs) 1.5 goals from you at the end of the year or something like that, Um, plus all your defensive pressure, plus we might want to move you around if if we need to, right? So Guelph kicking goals as well as the kind of defensive pressure and i reckon i swear he has gained a meter in his quickness he's getting older but he's almost looks he's moving
1: really well isn't he He almost
0: looks real like quicker across the ground when a ball squirts out the back of a pack or something like Mm. that and there's a say a gws bike that's got it pretty quick he will hunt you down like as fast as um smith used to um back in the day so yeah, Guelph, you, you 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 just love the man. He, he does absolutely nothing wrong.
1: Look, the, I feel like I almost come to a stop now, but because uh, I know Parrish got a bit of the ball, but he didn't feel like his normal self as yet. He it was a decent game, first game back from from a month out. But I feel like he can get twenty eight touches in his but, sleep, though. Yeah, yeah. It's just I think he has to, he really does have to have a big off season. In working on his kicking, like it just it just has to get better. Like, uh, I you know, he's really really valuable. Um, and you know, last year we saw he's all, all Australian, and he was a big part of why we made a final. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. So I, I he's a really important player. But I say this just more that boy, he could be such a sensational talent if he got his kicking. Uh, under more control, I'll say. He still, for his age, hasn't totally calmed down when he runs out of a centre square. Mm. He still does, I won't say panic-type kicks, but it's very quick and off, on his foot straight away and yep. and it doesn't go to our advantage and just, just you know, he's still, still youngish. So uh, it's just hopefully, I'm just hoping the more experience he gets, that he gets a more cooler head with the ball in his hand because it's just... It's what separates him, probably, from the Olivers and a few other guys. Is yet that that just, and not that Oliver, but Oliver's worked on his kicking and has gone to an, yeah. a better level that side. So it's just the next element for him, and then we've got such a good player. So, um, but besides that, you know, small one for me. Didn't didn't do massive
0: amounts. Nobody else did, but um, uh, Hobbs. I just like his progression. Just yeah, competes. He competes. I like his progression. I had a. I know we've said it before. I'm going to stop saying it after this. But I know I said that he should be learning how to do this in the VFL. But (laughs) (laughs) take twenty eight. Take twenty eight. But he's progressing. Like the the kid's progressing. Yeah. He's not he's not putting his in those performances where he gets four possessions like Wanganui or something like that. And you look and go, yeah, you're not ready yet, kid. He's sure he only got thirteen um, this week, and so did everybody else. If I'm honest, um, but yeah, just I like his. You see his effort. You see absolutely. His,
1: yeah, you just see his determination still, no matter if he has a quieter game. But everyone had a quiet game. He's growing um, in a big way. And look, he got well beaten, but you know, Peter Wright, you know. Probably on Sunday he'll kick over his 50th goal. He just needs one more goal to his fiftieth. Yep. I'm more calling that out that he was well beaten by Taylor. Fine, really good fullback. Um, we only had 38 inside 50s and bad ball movement, so I'm not gonna hang it on Peter Wright. That but he he continually where last year he kicked 20 odd goals and you know, one of those goals I think was a five goal and one was a seven goal against the Ooh, dogs. Okay. And so it was like outside of those two games, it was, you know. You know, there was a lot of games of zeros and all ones. He's continually kicking two goals. Like, even a bad game now is almost, you feel like a bad game, is Peter Wright kicking two goals. He's constantly uh, trying to present. Um, And, you know, I never thought... He was going to kick over fifty goals. Like, I obviously, I made the joke at the start of the year. GWS, oh sorry, About GC the sixty didn't goals either. and the love yeah. song, uh, but I did not know I was going to be nervous in the last month about that. Yeah. About that joke, um, but you know, we talk about Dennerhaar leaving. You know, I watched Dennerhaar on the weekend. He was t- absolutely woeful. Um, I would take him over Dennerhaar every oh, day of the week now. Absolutely I, every I day of the week, and I know Dennerhaar has some strength, but Peter Wright. It feels like now this is going to be set in stone, that he'll kick over 45 goals. For the rest of his time at Essendon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really big win, and we desperately need a sidekick um, in a Harry Jones or something. We need someone yeah. to really be the... The guy next to him who takes the lesser opponent to shine. Um, now Jonesy does small things as far as blocking and that for Peter Wright. So yeah. I do acknowledge that he does some team-oriented things, but he needs to get you know five possessions and no scoring shots. You just you gotta you gotta be better than that. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, uh, so yeah, that's we need that now. I would suggest how Jonesy will have off-season surgery on his ankle uh, and hopefully comes back bigger and brighter next year. But yeah. but uh, yeah, it's just he needs. Right, he needs some help, um, just with a second marking tool forward. Um, I think
0: I think Jimmy will present. I think Jimmy Stewart down there with. I mean, he's only got yeah. two more games to to
1: make an impact down there. But I think he definitely will. The only thing with Stewart an is this game highlighted how bad of a ruck he is. And that's the problem because Draper can only ruck six percent of the game. Yeah. Now, when Stewart went in the ruck. I felt Jude was had clear advantage. So, now that's not so much Stewie's fault because he's just not a ruckman. But do we put like do we put
0: Stewie at full forward and Chuck two meter in there?
1: Well, then you're you're taking out a fifty goal forward. Forward. That's yeah. re, that's very you know he's fourth in the Coleman. Like, yeah, I like So I this is my personal belief. I still liked the setup of Phillips. I still liked that. Oh,
0: he'll be straight back in as soon as he's feeling better.
1: Well, he was bog in the VFL. Yeah. He played in the VFL. He was he was bog. Yep. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in this week uh, because I think he's he's a quality ruckman. He's a quality backup ruckman yeah. um, to help Draper and not lose our momentum as much. And will kick a goal. Uh, so it's you know Stewie may kick two or three, yep. but I still think the overall advantage around the ground around the rucks yeah, the... um, helps us. So that's so. Look, just I wanted to ask you a question. Um, and it's hard because I know you haven't been watching the VFL as much. So yeah. I'll give it this context. So it's a conversation around Michael Hurley. Um, two weeks ago, I just naturally had Hurley probably retiring at the end of the year. Yeah. I'm not as convinced uh, as I once was just based on what I saw against GWS. He so had six or seven marks, but really good marks coming out of the forward line. He had three or so shots on goal. Um, just created a lot of havoc. Um, His pressure was really good. But what I really liked was his movement. And I went, okay, you're moving really, really well. So I just wondered what the club are thinking now. And I say this because of a conversation we had earlier about do we have enough leaders in the group? Mm. And now you've got one that probably hasn't been a factor the last two years. Um, but he has been
0: leading around the
1: club, hasn't he? He's been talking to the boys. Yeah. Talking to the boys, yeah. But it always, I always sense it makes a difference when you're playing with them as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, I just wonder – I still think it may be unlikely, so I'll be honest. Mm. But I just wonder if the if the club – if he really starts moving very well in his last two weeks of the year uh, and, and it's like, oh, okay uh, – It's. I sensed so for the first time in that GWS. I went. Your body looks like it could play another year now. Whether that's in the VFL or AFL next year, but I wonder what the club think about that whole situation. Like going, we're not. You know, we're not big on leadership at the moment. We've actually. You know, after years, we've actually got him back to playing. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's a factor of actual playing and talking to the guys on the field and being a voice that way. Is it worth? Just saying, hey, you know, no offence to Hurls, but for 200 grand, 250 grand, we've got a weak salary cap. Do you want to come back for a year and just play a pretty, you know, a, a, a leadership role? I have
0: a really simple answer to, to that to that question. And, and my answer is if they offer him a contract to play VFL, to play next to or in the same team as Reedy and Brand and Josh Air and the tools that we've got, and then provide veteran decision making and leadership on the field to every other player in the VFL, sign him.
1: Absolutely sign what him. What if right? he was still available as a backup if you had injuries, though? Right?
0: Need to be all of the injuries.
1: Okay. It
0: would need to be all of the injuries. Reedy really would, because at some stage, are we going to play Cody Brand or are we not? Right? Um, are we going to play Reedy next year or are we not? Now,
1: I. I, I now, is, context though, he he's definitely blasted as a forward only now. So, which is yeah, sure you okay, could debate. So, okay, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're we, talking more the Jones now. You're talking more Baldwin, these um, kind of guys. Okay, so again, if if we bring if we
0: bring Hurley in at the expense of um, Baldwin um, and uh, Voss and those kind of young kids, right? Yeah, yeah. It's only going to be for one year. And then he's just gone, full stop. Either that or we put him on the coaching panel or he becomes a player development officer or whatever he is at the club, which I would absolutely love to see. Mm. Now, bless Michael Hurley, I love that bloke more than life itself. But he's done, right? The man nearly died. He has come back. But does that matter, though, if he's fine now? Okay, sure. You can talk about an injury two years ago. We have enough players at his position Mm. that need to be progressed. We have to progress them. That every minute he plays in the AFL is a minute that Reed isn't. Now, if Reed's injured, right, that's cool. What are we going to do with Vossi? Does he deserve a minute? What are we doing with Kane Baldwin? Because if I was Kane Baldwin, I'd want the next spot. Thank you.
1: Well, that, that's that's the that's the healthy argument. I, I totally get that argument. Is the the conditions of look, you're a depth backup player. But we'd love we would love to have you around the club. That's it. And that's where his his because talking play to a part Baldwin, coaching
0: role almost. That's it. Leaning on Baldwin at training, mm. um, to showing Michael Voss what actual strength looks like, mm. right? What veteran strength looks and feels like, um, and 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 showing him veteran moves that Vossie mate, you're gonna have to have something in your bow other than just folding people in half, right? So showing <laughs> him a veteran move, um, that sort of stuff. Perfect. Just the old-fashioned playing coach. The VFL yeah, man, like can,
1: you know' always make him an assistant. He can VFL be an coach. assistant
0: VFL coach, playing on the ground, I'm yeah. all all for it, mind you. In the background, they I, I know they're they're getting the photos ready to put up on the wall of Michael Hurley because he will be he'll be he'll be uh, not a, a a legend. I don't know about a legend. Of the club. No, not really. he's going to be a very good player and well remembered at that. Well regarded right?
1: player, yes,
0: absolutely right. So um, there'll, there'll be photos of him up on the wall, guaranteed. But with regards to anything other than a purely VFL uh, supporting role, great, but he does not get a senior list spot. Yeah. I, I love him to death. I would give
1: him a senior list spot. I must admit,
0: but no, it, there's again,
1: it doesn't mean he plays seniors. It just
0: means, because but if, if you if you get injuries, you can put people on long term because you'd have to have an injury to read. To potentially Because if you at the
1: senior list we're talking like 45 people, right? So it's not like Yeah, but Mankara, the, the
0: Davy tw- twins, whoever else we get, I don't want Michael Hurley holding up a list spot from a young kid. He'd not for one year. If he was gonna play three more years or something like that, where well, you could take time and invest in Michael Hurley and he could help us three years from now to win a flag, next year we're not even gonna be close to winning a flag, right? Mm-hmm. So that one year of him playing in the seniors is one year that I want Reedy to get every single game into impossible if he plays down back or forward or wherever the hell he's gonna play, right? But for one year it's not worth it. One year of developing in the VFL and then transitioning But see into he a would role, never
1: go VFL because you've got a salary cap of thirty thousand for the whole group. So there's no chance you can so it's either it's either an AFL list with the fact that he'll probably play mostly VFL. Because you, uh, okay, you train with the senior. Because forget if you are a VFL list to play, you have a separate training program with a VFL Sure, guys.
0: okay, fine. And so let me, let me rephrase that. So fine, give him an AFL list, give him a senior list spot, right? He has to be able to train with the, the rest of the boys. I appreciate that, right? Um, because he's not only just teaching the VFL boys as well. He's teaching um, Harry Jones. Like he's teaching righty. He's got stuff. He's got something to show righty as well. Um, so I, I get that. I just don't people go, oh, but we could get hurls. You are not getting the same hurls right? He's, he just cannot be. The injury and the, the illness that that bloke had, it is an utter miracle that he is running around on a football field. It is a credit to him, the football team, the medical staff, and his damned will to get back to playing, being able to bump around on an AFL football field. It's incredibly impressive, but we're not getting a bloke that's going to kick goals for us in any significant amount next year if he plays in the ones. We've got Reedy, we've got Air, we've got um, a Brand, we've got Stewie, we've got people. They they're the ones we've got to concentrate on.
1: Okay, that, that's fair. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. That's a that was a good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I like that. <laughs> right. we do say so ourselves. So look, um, just on the VFL, it was a good win, uh, a five goal win. Uh, yeah, like I said, Phillips was, for me, best on ground. Waterman kicked four goals, had a really good presence. He's still there. He's still there. He's still there, Waterman. Uh, so he, he actually could be a factor this week because um, I I think the club will will have a look at Snelling's form and say, well, uh, do, do we put him in the middle of the VFL? Yes.
0: Do we need to get him some ball? It's now time.
1: Yeah, it feels like that way to me. Um, and that, and I, you know, we've picked these biggest two squads, so I I feel hard in saying that because I actually love. But it's been seven weeks now. But it's yeah, I and mean, he hasn't kicked the goals of before, so you yeah, can't. You that's just, that's just not okay. Yeah, when we we're talking about Guelphie kicking seventeen, uh, yeah. And so you go, you you can be a defensive four, but you still want to actually be attacking as absolutely. well absolutely and, and it's
0: okay i mean yeah, like we again we have been their biggest supporters like, again on facebook pages made up put. but you got to treat
1: everyone equal don't you just, that's it don't you,
0: forget it, he finished third in a, in a Crichton last year sure but he has done very little for seven weeks right and if we regard him as a seat not a senior but if we regard him as a um oh that was almost interesting what Scotty he just did but anyway um <laughs> uh you had to be here uh if we regard him as a senior player now, right, like not as senior as the likes of Zach and Parrish, but if we regard him as a no longer a junior footballer, people that are no longer a junior footballer, after seven weeks they get held accountable for their form. right? And that's not being delisted. That's just go down to the VFL yeah. do it and get leather poison.
1: I always say it's it, everyone treats it as such a negative. But, no, it's really just literally saying – we actually need you to find some footy, yeah, mate. Because and you're a required footballer. Because you're a required footballer. Yeah, and you know, how about we get you in the middle, in you know, next to Joe. You know, get Ad, next to Atley. You'll sit next to Atley in the in the VFL. Find 20, 25 Go possessions. Go yeah. and dominate, mate. Kick
0: kick two or three. Go and spend forty percent in the middle, sixty percent in the forward confidence. line.
1: Because he's, yeah. he looks like he's lacking confidence too. So, so, I, I say that. So Waterman may be a factor this week. You it know, it could be. Man- Manzi had a bad time to play really poor <laughs> in the V. Did he? Okay. Yeah, he, he had a shocker. Yeah, just I, I, I think he had something like 10, 11 possessions. But I would have counted eight were turnovers. So Ooh. it was just a, uh, you know, it was just I, I very. Un- Unlike Menzi, but he just picked a bad time. Now, they may may ignore that altogether and go, his body of work before that, we still want to actually have a look at him because he's a mid-season. So I get that and it wouldn't even bother me if they said, look, sure, he played an off game, but before that he kicked kicked 12 or 15 goals very quickly. Um, So we still want to have a look at him. But, uh, yeah, it would be... You know, they mentioned that there'll be changes, Josh Marnie, so we'll see what happens now. All right.
0: So question for you is that you love this kid. We both do. But you love this kid. You you talk about this kid as having talents. What are the chances of bringing the the folder, as they call him, the bloke that folds people clean in half, <laughs> Patrick Voss I s-
1: I still don't think he's there yet. Okay. So um, had a quiet game this this spring, okay, I mean. all right. Had nine touches, um, no no score. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, this um, <laughs> is crazy because in the conversation we just had, it wouldn't surprise me if they actually get Jones to find some footy in the VFL and actually just for a week or two, depending on what they know of Hurley's ambition is after this year, yeah. if they put Hells in. It wouldn't surprise me uh, if he's told the club I am going to go at the end of the year. It wouldn't surprise me if they go actually. Then give him both. Yeah, yeah. Give that. him both
0: games, mate. If he's told the club I'm out at the end of the year but I would really yeah. like to play with the boys one more time, hell, Hurls have two, mate.
1: Because he played, like, of all the forwards, he was our best forward. Yeah. Outside of Waterman, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Waterman was our But as, like, the marking tall presence forwards, yep. he was our best. So it's not – it wasn't like it's a charity thing. If, you know, Jonesy's – Playing really poor. Yeah. And all the the planets are aligned for
0: that, right? Like, sometimes you don't want to. If we were fighting to get into the finals and we had um, players firing and Hurls was about to, um, uh, was about to retire, then, um, I'd, it, we, I don't know if we would probably if we'd give him one if I'm 100 percent honest right because we've got to, we've got to focus on what we need to do we're 14th could be 15th next week um it's not a charity thing but Jones just happens to be not playing well Hurley just happens to be playing forward and we need him to get a game before the end of the year if he's told the, the team that he's out yeah, at the if end of the If year, you told
1: right? the team I can yeah. actually again see a, a a nice little
0: because <laughs> the 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 specter of bell chambers will be um will be sort of looming over the club as well they don't want to stuff it up again.
1: I'll make a I'll make a shock <gasps> possible prediction. Yep. I would not be surprised if Nick High gets dropped this week for Massimo. Wow, that's a big call. That's just my Played alright the week before. No, he didn't. Did he not? Well, he had eight turnovers, but I think defensively he's getting really caught. Um Oh, it's, oh, I don't know if I can go with you on this one. Oh, yeah, I'm, I say that because I genuinely think it, it's it's an out there comment. Do they want to play Massimo? Like, do I, they want... Uh, yeah, I just think Hindy's having some defensive issues at the moment. Um, uh And I just wonder if they're just... Yeah. They want more lockdown? And they might want... You know, because Massimo is a very good player. Uh, so they, I think they want him to try and get into the team. I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a sub... You know, I have no problem with him being the sub, but just what we, about we, that? Uh,
0: what about that thought about making him in the fo- put him in the forward line again, just for minutes?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's well, yeah. You're right. He could be Snelling's replacement like, as well. Yeah, it
0: could be Snelling's replacement in there.
1: I like the idea of it um, as long as as lo- I say this as long as the the half backs are all there. Like if McGraw and everyone's fit, yeah. and there's no spot for him. I like the idea of it because yeah. I think he's a very creative footballer that our forwards could really embrace. Yeah. Like, you know, if I'm a forward and he's got the ball, I lead. Um, so, yeah, there's a possible – there's a whole lot of scenarios. Yeah, again. I know. I mean, we don't even know the health of, of Sheil and Cobble because I think Cobble may be even coming in this week. Okay. So there's a whole lot of factors.
0: Geez, those two are important, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can just see from the weekend how important those two boys yeah, are. Yeah,
1: when we had no run with roll Kelly tortures us, you know. Yeah. Green plays well. and Hopper, you know,
0: all those guys, yeah. Canelio, yeah. you
1: know. So – we just look, look different. So um, – and, and Robert Shaw said on on um, Rowan's show that, you know, Colwell, to his credit, has created a whole new balance to the Essendon midfield when he's yeah. playing. Um, uh, and it's it's interesting. So the, the two games that he's missed, even though we won last – the previous week, remember we got smashed by the clearances by 20. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And contested footy was down – we won from half-back fine, um, but um, he does pre- – you know, since he's been out and obviously with Shield, they both complement each other, our contested and our hardness are in the midfield is gone.
0: Yeah, you can take the, the number one – what is it? Clearance player in the comp in Shield, just out. Yeah. Um,
1: and Cobble does a lot of uh, dirty work and grunt work. Yeah. And it really complements Merritt and Shield uh, and Parrish for that matter. So. All right. Who knows? There will be it could be a raft of changes. So there's only two games to go. So, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know what anyone else is thinking. You know, I, I kind of made the comment that it's like, I kind of hope we win by one point against Port Adelaide this week and the Crows beat North Melbourne by 60 points and they still overtake <laughs> us. I won't feel as bad if we go back a spot yeah, in the draft. Yeah, I suppose. In the draft. Uh, as long as in, with the thought that yes, I'm still cheering for a win. Yeah. But that, you know. But it might be nice to have that number extra, pick number four as opposed to six. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, six weeks ago, I was saying, you know, let's not worry about draft picks yet. And I meant that because I wanted to, to play some good footy. Yeah. Now, when you got the two weeks to go, you, go. <laughs> you think about it a bit yeah. more. Yeah. 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 Uh, you realize, okay, well, there's, you know, we there's a the top. Five spot. Uh,
0: (laughs) We can just jump into that number four spot. Maybe Dodore does something awesome and brings
1: him up to three. The Crows playing North Melbourne next week is uh, an interesting one. So, um, yeah, and the Crows are playing really good. So, anyway, Uh, that's us. I don't know how – we at the start of the show, we said, how are we going to talk about this game for even thirty minutes, and we go for Scotty, an hour
0: because we can bang on, mate. We've been doing this it was for forty really years.
1: Different kind of show, so it felt like we were just having a conversation on the couch today. It did, yeah. I it think, felt uh, like, we, we were, yeah, it felt like we had no agenda. and We just said, let's just talk. Yeah, and I think, mate, we've, that's how we. So started. I hope it. I hope it I went okay because it was just a. It was like a literally just like having a, a organic thing. Organic, yeah. Organic. Oh, I said that wrong. An organic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, organic conversation on the couch. So it was just us talking Essendon. Which I think uh, is
0: the whole way this thing started, dude. Like it was that's just That's how
1: the Nando's catch up started. That's in mate, the just
0: Nando's catch up to the starter. We are just banging on between mouthfuls of Nando. So um yeah, that's that's how the Nando's Catch Up Podcast was born.
1: Yeah, and look really Appreciate all the positive feedback from um, Cal Toomey's show last week. It was a oh yeah, man!
0: That that's some of the best feedback we've ever had.
1: So yeah, I mean Cal's fantastic. Uh, we'll obviously get Ed Pasco on quite a few times. Um, yeah,
0: leading into the end of the season and everybody's favorite subject, the draft.
1: Yeah, Ed's Ed's well on top of it as well. So uh, he's brought out his top <coughs> he's brought out his top twenty five rankings so far. So you can go to his Twitter. Um, and feed, and I think at the top you'll see his poster of his top twenty-five. So, it's starting to get that page where you start to go. Mm, so, who oh is man. the kids coming Because so number three, pick three to pick seven is roughly where we're going to end up. So, who do we think? Yeah, on well the top eight, there's two to two renowned forwards in that group. So, um, you, I get that fun feeling because the rest of midfielders, we may go um, mid for a, uh, a mid to tall. Okay. Marking forward. That's just my gut feel. I don't think they'll go. Maybe they will go mid. Who knows? But depends on Mm. the mid, I guess. If he's 198 centimeter mid, they might (laughs) go Yeah, yeah. I'll take that.
0: Thanks very much. (laughs)
1: But uh, at the moment, I've got that. I just get that feeling that the, you know, I I said this. I think this the other week. I still think Jones has to somewhat prove himself to me that he's a definite. Side to yes, to right, he's got to, yeah. he's got to, and, and like, ball. I'm not, you know, Baldwin's still got a way to go to prove something, so it's still a, it still feels like a position for me that's not totally sold yet.
0: And there's no, there's no like, if we had righty coming through and righty was Jones, dude, like just dominating and kicking goals, yeah. you'd go, Well, there's, there's the foil, there's the, there's the second guy, we've got the key forward. Like he's gonna he's fourth in the common, man. We've got the key forward. Now we've just got to find between Reed, Hurley, <laughs> like yeah. Jones, Voss. um, Air, Voss, all these guys, is anybody gonna take it by the um the horns and mm. show everybody that I'm gonna be stood next to Riley for the next ten years?
1: Yeah, yeah. Can we find, you know, similar to I guess the Carlton two Yeah, clubs? Yeah, that's a good point. So um so uh, yeah, and it's quite fun to see Carlton failing at the yeah no, at the ending. last
0: minute. Yeah. Now, just if we can only get somebody can explain Collingwood to me. If somebody can bloody well explain <laughs> how that hack of a team or those <laughs> hack footballers keep winning games of football, I, I just it does make it me doesn't me want to vom. You. Yeah, yeah, it dead set makes me want to vom. Like I, I can't believe we contributed to it. it it's just I'm going to get off the subject because I'll, I'll lose it. But uh, I just that makes no sense. But anywho, um a massive thanks everybody to our Patreon just for the for the new listeners we have a Patreon show uh, sorry a Patreon page that um, where we do um, two extra shows a week we do a post game reaction show so um, directly after the game if Scotty and I are in the same room we'll head upstairs to the uh, to the, the studio aka his front room and uh, we'll do a reaction show directly after the game and post, uh, post that on Patreon and then on a Thursday night we do a team selection show so our reaction to the teams as they come out if it's on a Thursday, or if not, it's probably on a Friday,
1: and, and every every two or three weeks, we also have Paul Cousins on, just talking his thoughts absolutely. on the seniors and the VFL and what's happening. Yeah, and then to count all that, and we're talking just three bucks a month at all, and all that, you actually get access to our Discord uh, community, and you can. There's there's hundreds in there now, so uh, it's a very very active community. It's, uh, it's absolutely man. So uh, three they,
0: b- three bucks a month, you can't even buy a coffee. Like, so, you can't buy a small coffee for three bucks, right? So, three bucks a month, two extra shows a week, the Discord, um, access the Paul Discord. Paul Cousins shows. Paul Cousins shows, special guests, and that sort of stuff. Go and, go and check us out. Patreon.com um, forward slash lunchtime catch up. Um, go over and check it out. It's a really fun community. We love our Patreons. Um, who we got this week? Port Adelaide? Port Adelaide, Sunday,
1: 440. <laughs> Yay! Again, back to that. 440. Our, our last game at Marvel. So, uh All right. Cool. So uh, we play – it is a home game in the last round against Richmond, but it's at, obviously at the Jeep. At the so. Jeep. All right, cool. So we'll see how we go. Um, I have no idea which team's going to turn <laughs> up on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Now, I, mean, I, I don't I know if they've I checked
1: did. out. I don't know if they're going to check yeah, back in. Don't, don't even
0: know. I thought I did, but we didn't. So, but
1: Port Outlet's checked out, so who knows what's going to happen. Absolutely. Can't Could be DC a 46-46 draw.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> who knows, really.
1: Um, so, everybody, thank you
0: very much for joining us. Um, we will talk to you guys very soon.
1: Thanks, guys.